you're about to go inside the den with your Wausau River Wolves. And now, here's your host and play-by-play voice of the Wausau River Wolves, Jake Senholz. And welcome back inside the den. It is time for episode seven here on the Inside the Den podcast. This will be, I believe, the second to last episode before we move uh, transition into the off-season portion of the Inside the Den podcast. But uh, I am Jake Senholz. As always, and let's take a quick look back at the week in review for the Wausau River Wolves. We talked to you last Friday, so uh, we did did uh, touch on the Rochester game just a little bit last Friday. Uh, we can review that one as the Rochester Grizzlies came to town and ended up beating the Wausau River Wolves by a score of 6-2. to two. Scoring in that game for the River Wolves was Hayden Shoemake, who happens to be uh, one of the guests on the players only segment here on this particular episode. And then Isaac Wickersheim, one of our guests last week, uh, netted the other goal for the River Wolves. Since then, it was just uh, two different contests against the Milwaukee Power, both of which uh, the Wausau River Wolves had a chance to win. Uh, we talk about it a little bit, or I talk about it with the head assistant coach. Wow, uh, mixing things up quite a bit there. But assistant coach Jonah Williams is going to be joining me in the podcast in just a few minutes. But he and I talked about uh, third period woes. Not playing that uh, full 60 minutes, which you hear preached so often, and it would end up costing the River Wolves both games on Friday and Saturday, as the Friday contest was a 4-3 to game going into the third period, and the River Wolves ended up losing that one by a score of 7-3. to And then on Saturday, it was just a 1-1 game going into the third period, and the River Wolves ended up losing that one by a score of 4-1. to So uh, River Wolves right there uh, playing some good hockey against the Milwaukee Power, but the Power just owning the third period, outscoring the River Wolves 7 to nothing in the final period uh, of those two contests. And uh, that's it as far as a week in review. River Wolves have just five more games left on the season. It's going to be a home-and-home against Oregon, which starts uh, tonight, just a couple hours after we release this podcast. And then Oregon's going to come to Wausau for the second-to-last home game of the season. Uh, that, of course, will be happening on Saturday as the River Wolves take on the Tradesmen. And then it is a, a trip to Rochester, and then we finish up things at home next Saturday on March 20th. So things are quickly winding down here as far as the NA3 season as a whole and the River Wolves season uh, and home schedule here from the Marathon County Ice Arena. Uh, don't forget, I want to remind you one more time, the end of the season is upon us. Uh, so we are going to be soon doing that drawing for the giveaway. We're giving away some great River Wolves apparel. Uh, and in order to qualify to win that, all you have to do is be subscribed to the podcast, whether it's on Apple, Spotify, uh, wherever. Just make sure you're subscribed. And then tweet us a picture, tag us in an Instagram post, however you want to let us know that you have rated and reviewed the podcast. That's going to be good for one entry into the uh, free apparel raffle. And then if you'd like a bonus entry as well, just uh, show us that you shared the episode on your own social media platform. So every single week that comes out, every episode, you are eligible for two drawings into uh, a chance to win some great River Wolves apparel. We've got some t-shirts, some hats, uh, some sweatshirts left over. 
So we're going to see what uh, is left after that big end-of-the-year sale. And one of you out there is going to be walking away with a gift or two for free, courtesy of the Riverwolves. All you have to do is make sure you're, you're subscribed, and then like, rate, and uh, share the podcast. Rate, review, or rather, and share the podcast, and you can be uh, rewarded with two entries for some free Riverwolves apparel. Make sure you're keeping up with the Riverwolves on social media. Uh, you can follow along with the latest and greatest of all things River Wolves by searching Wausau R Wolves on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Keep checking back at RiverWolvesHockey.com. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, keeping up with you guys throughout the entire offseason here this year. So one final time, I am Jake Senholz. You can find me on Twitter at Senholz on Sport. Uh, you'll be able to catch me on the call of the game. It'll be my final call of a River Wolves game this season as I will be out of the state on Saturday, March 20th. So join me me tomorrow night on Hockey TV for my final call of the Wausau River Wolves this season. We got a jam-packed episode for you. You should have said that right off the top, but we have a jam-packed episode. Uh, Two different interviews with Zach Surway, including one as a partial interview with Zach, and then the other uh, part of the interview is with one of our great interns. Her name is Sarah. She'll be coming up here first. And then we talk to assistant coach Jonah Williams and round things off with the longest players only segment of the year so far, featuring Pavel Bakhtin and Hayden Shoemake. So stick around. Got a lot more coming at you in the next uh, 45 minutes or so. Thanks for being with us here inside the den. We'll be right back. Take on winter weather with Fleet Farm. Find everything you need to keep your family safe and warm from tires, shovels to snow throwers to hats, boots and gloves. Fleet Farm's got you covered this winter season. Fleet Farm, proudly serving the Midwest since 1955. And welcome back inside the den. A little addition to today's podcast, changing things up a little bit. Still got uh, assistant coach John Williams, still got players only. But I'm also sitting here with Sarah, one of our interns uh, for the Wausau River Wolves. And Sarah, have you been with us uh, all season? Yes, I have. All right, great. Um, So... Take us through a little bit. Obviously, we are recording here on uh, a Friday afternoon. The Riverwolves are on the road today, so it's not just interning here is not just game day type stuff and doing stuff before the game. Uh, we kind of rely on you throughout the week a little bit too. Can you just walk us a little bit through what your responsibilities have been here with the Riverwolves? And uh, I guess yeah, we'll start we'll start there. What's the main things that you are in charge of here as an intern? Yeah. So when I come in, um, I usually get little assignments from my boss Zach, and I help to do those as well as on game days. I help to run the social media, the Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And then I also help to write the post-game stories as well as I take clips from the games and I cut those down so they can be posted. So pretty much everything that needs to be done uh, around here, what you're in charge of. Um, So lots of opportunities for you. Uh, If you're interested in becoming a uh, intern with the River Wolves. We're going to have a little bit of information here in just a couple minutes as Zach will join us uh, and, and let you know how to do that. But um, for you, Sarah, did you have any like experience in hockey? Or are you a big sports fan in general before taking this internship? Or uh, have you really you know, learned a lot as you've gone here? Um, I did grow up in sports. My family uh, really revolves around it, and uh, I am majoring in sports marketing right now. Okay. I will say that hockey was never a sport I knew a lot about. My family was more into football and wrestling, 
but um, hockey was something I learned to love as I uh, had my internship here and I really enjoyed it throughout the season. Yeah, it's a pretty uh, easy game to get into once you give it a chance. Uh, it really is an easy game to love. But, yeah, expanding your horizons a little bit. I mean, if you're comfortable within football and stuff, now you got hockey under your belt as well. And that's what we can offer the rest of you out there as well. You know, maybe you don't know the most about hockey or you're not super comfortable in social media or whatever. But that's what we're here for, uh, trying to help you out, trying to uh, get you some experience and learn along the way. Um, it's the same thing with the players. We're trying to get them experience and moved up. Me as a broadcaster, I'm trying to get experience and move up. So uh, a lot of uh, opportunity and uh, good things to offer you here as an intern with the River Wolf, with the River Wolves. Excuse me. Um, tough one here for you. What's maybe been your the highlight of your internship here over the course of the year? Um, I really love coming in on game days. Um, I do get to come in and watch a free game, and then I also get to work. Um, for me, this is the exact career I want in my future, so it's just been really great to get that first-hand experience before I graduate, and um, I work with a lot of really great people, so that's been really nice as well. And are you going to school in Stevens Point? Yeah, okay. I'm a freshman. All right, nice. Uh, I graduated from UWSP as well. Obviously, we get a lot of uh, interns from there, so if you're out there listening uh, and you're either going to be going to school at UWSP or you're there right now, um, it's just a quick jog on down to Wausau, and it's it's a fun place to work here. Pretty relaxed, and like uh, like Sarah and I both said, you get to enjoy some hockey for free, so definitely can't beat it. Um, is there any other information or anything that you would uh, like to toss out there just as knowledge for potential future interns, maybe things to expect or um, uh, reasons why you would recommend taking this job? Um, I would say that if you're in a career anywhere in the uh, business field, uh, this opportunity is really great and one I would encourage you to take. Um, and I also think that it comes with a lot of really great opportunities, um, and that's really important if you're just trying to get yourself out there, especially before you graduate. Yeah, definitely. And you're doing it as a freshman, so you're way ahead of the game compared to a lot of people. I didn't do my internship until uh, my senior year, so um, definitely do not be like me. Be more like Sarah and get ahead of the game. And then, of course, as we were joking before we started recording, a, uh, a uh, letter of recommendation from the great Zach Surway is nearly priceless. <laughs> so, I mean, you're going to get that as well. Uh, so, Sarah, thank you for a few minutes here as we bring in our director of business operations. You all love him. You're all familiar with him. It is Zach Surway. Uh, Zach, first of all, the uh, right before we touch on the intern stuff, I mean, what a what a giveaway, what a game the other night uh, for the uh, pint glass giveaway, right? Uh, Budweiser, heck of a partner. Uh, we had a full house here, capacity crowd, um, great giveaway night. Yeah, well, it really was amazing. I mean, you've seen it. You had the best view of probably in the rink from the broadcast uh, booth up there. So, really good, great crowd. We, you know, another sellout and. I think like we spoke a little bit last week, really appreciate all the people entrusting us with their health and seeing that we can do things the right way and, and still have fun. Yeah, and we're hoping for a couple more capacity crowds as we round out the season here. Of course, we got $2 beer night, and then we have fan appreciation night coming up on the 20th. You can always find more information on that at riverwolveshockey.com. But, Zach, we're talking interns right now. Yep. Uh, I teased just a little bit of more information on you know how to get a hold of you. Um, who are you looking for as far as you know qualified interns uh, how many interns are we bringing in can you just give us kind of a general information like that yeah so generally every season we're looking for around four interns to to join us for the this season um, some of those vary so some of them uh, for example Sarah she's working both game nights and then also um, the prep uh, before the game as well uh, like I tell all the interns it's really valuable to see not only that experience on game night itself, but seeing everything that goes into setting up game night and 
game night really is supposed to be the, the funnest part of just simply executing all the stuff that you did, obviously, during the week and um, enjoying what we do, you know, working in sports. Yeah, much like the players, I mean, games are, that's your reward. That's when you get to uh, let loose and uh, get, get rewarded for all your hard work during the week. Um, uh, Zach, what about getting a hold of you specifically? Um, if there's somebody out there looking to uh, send a resume or just get a hold of you for further questions, how can they do that? Yeah, so they can just shoot me over to email. Um, and it's just Zach at RiverWolfsHockey.com. And we can connect and uh, hopefully uh, if they have a pretty good resume, and uh, we can set up a time to talk and see kind of what their goals are. I think the biggest thing is really having interns, and we've had that definitely this year, that are focused on what they're doing and um, are well at balancing you know, their schooling as long as doing an intern internship, because obviously that can be a lot um, in a semester for a student. All right, and then uh, last question that I've got for you, and then you know, uh, add any other information that you deem necessary. How, how many hours or what's a... Uh, um, about the time frame that an intern should expect that they are going to have to be at the rink and actually participating in the internship over the course of a season. Obviously, you can't pinpoint an exact number, but do you have a, a ballpark? Yeah, I mean, I would say on average, if you break it out over the course of the six-month season, you're probably looking at between eight to ten hours a week, so it's not a huge commitment. Um, obviously, you have different homestands that are a little bit less and, or a little bit more, um, but, but generally, it's, it's not too much. I think Another thing that we do with our internship and kind of take pride in it because, you know, I've been an intern before and I want to especially provide them a good experience. I know there's some different businesses out there uh, in sports that kind of just drain in their interns and, and don't give them that overall uh, experience, the different things that they can do. That's really the focus behind it um, is to provide them experience in a lot of different areas so that they can be a you know, flexible employee going forward upon graduation. And uh, what's what kind of time frame are we looking at? When are you going to start bringing in next year's interns? Uh, we'll be bringing them in. Normally, it's it's early fall. Um, and at that point, you know, September. Our seasons generally start, you know, mid to um, late October. So there you go. You got a little bit of time to pad the resume. Maybe if you're doing something else this summer uh, or whatever, no worries. Uh, but make sure you know. Don't wait too long. Make sure you uh, get on Zach's radar and uh, lock up a, a chance at an opportunity to be an intern with us here uh, next season. Zach, any final thoughts here before we yeah, wrap I mean, up? Yeah, I think the only other thing I would say is, uh, like you mentioned, reach out to us in advance because it definitely is a competitive. We always get a ton of different resumes, and it's always, I mean, it's always hard to pick and choose those people that we want to keep and, and, and go forward. So uh, get, get your resume in early, and hopefully we can have you on board next season. Yeah. Looking forward to it. So, uh, Zach, Sarah, thank you very much. And uh, we hope to hear from some of you out there listening and uh, see you next year as, as a few of our new interns. Kind of alluded to it earlier in uh, the interview with our intern, Sarah, but uh, we want to touch on just the couple of the final things here that the Riverwolves are offering um, for you fans and opportunities for you fans to uh, take advantage of things here at the Marathon County Ice Arena a couple more times this season. Um, including a $2 beer night and our uh, all-important fan giveaway night, fan appreciation night, rather. Um, $2 beer night, pretty self-explanatory. We know about those. But, uh, Zach, can you tell us a little bit more in depth uh, on the 20th uh, what's going on as far as the fan appreciation night? For sure. Like you mentioned, we have $2 beer night tomorrow night, so that should be a good good time. And then next Saturday night is the final, believe it or not, the final home game of the 
the season. So taking on uh, the Peoria Mustangs, we beat them a couple of weeks ago back in uh, February. So it should be a close contest, hopefully, and uh, people can come out and enjoy the last game of the season for River Wolves hockey. Uh, totally different giveaways, you know, from Bricks, Jimmy John's, uh, Pizza Ranch, Milwaukee Burger Company, Quick Trip, Triggs Gift Cards, Noodles and Company, Dick's Sporting Goods, um, 2510 Restaurant, The Tanning Studio, Culver's, La Taqueria, there's all kinds of different ones, McDonald's, so a lot of different opportunities. There's over $1,200 worth of different gift cards and prizes to area businesses here in Central Wisconsin. And how are those uh, how are those being given away? How can fans qualify or uh, end up going home with those great gifts? Yeah, so during uh, each period that night of the game, we'll have different raffles going on. So it breaks down about 25 different items per, per period. All right, very nice. So uh, come on down, make sure, hey, you're running out of opportunities. If you haven't seen the Wolves play live yet, uh, come on down. Enjoy some $2 beer tomorrow night. Come back next week and uh, most likely walk away with uh, some great prize. Uh, we're giving away a lot of things. So that is tomorrow night, the 13th for the $2 beer night. And then uh, a week from tomorrow on the 20th, going to be the last uh, home game for the River Wolves. Last opportunity for you to come down, watch some great hockey here live, walk away with, uh, with a great giveaway. So, uh, Zach? Thanks. We'll probably talk to you uh, one more time next week before we head into the uh, off-season version of the podcast. Go Wolves. All right, go Wolves. Hey, fans, upgrade your windows and doors before winter is here. Visit our partners at Exquisite Windows and Doors. Request a free quote at exquisitewindowsanddoors.com. Welcome back inside the den. Joining me today real quickly because I'm uh, holding him up from the bus to get to Oregon. It is assistant coach of the Wausau River Wolves, Jonah Williams. Uh, Jonah, thanks. Here, I've only got two questions for you here. Maybe, <laughs> maybe a bonus third if we can oh, do this uh, in just a minute or two. But, uh, good. Okay, I'm about to ask you a couple. Third period. Um, yeah, the last two, last two games against the Milwaukee Power. You guys were right in it. Friday night, you were trailing by one. Saturday, it was a one to one tie going into the third. Uh, they outscored you seven to zero combined in, in in the third period between those two games. What what changed? I mean, the demeanor of the team on Saturday was awesome. You guys were out skating Milwaukee. Some big yeah. saves coming from your tender. Some nice shots being put on goal. And then third period looked just like a different team. Uh, what what kind of happened out there? You guys have any have any idea, or what did you see from a coach's perspective? Oh, that's just it. Comes down to playing sixty minutes. It's pretty simple. I mean, the guys they they don't. We haven't played a full sixty minutes and. You know, every win we've had, we played 60 minutes. The ones that we haven't, we haven't. Yeah. And that's just pretty much what that was from my perspective. And even some of the close games, as Colin has mentioned, you know, you give up, um, say against Rochester even at last Thursday, you know, you give up a goal 20 seconds into the game. That's hard to come back from. That's demoralizing. But then you play good the rest of the 58 minutes. Yeah. So even, you know, when we're talking about not playing a full 60 minutes, like sometimes we're talking 55, 56 well-played <laughs> minutes, but then those other, you know, three or four just cost you the game. Yes, it is. It, it is. You know, defensive breakdowns happen. I get it. But you know what? We still have to play 60 minutes and, you know, it's just the name of the game. You got to play 60 minutes. Yeah, and kind of just you know finalizing that point, if you look at the game on Friday, again, it is a one-goal game going into the third period, and then Milwaukee scores all three of their goals in the third period in the opening five minutes of that yeah. period. And then you look to uh, Saturday, 
and uh, it was a one-to-one tie going into the third period. And again, Milwaukee scores early on in that third period, kind of putting it out of reach. So yes. um, again, yeah, just wanted to get kind of a coach's perspective there. Un- unfortunate, but I mean, the team, you know, they look great through 40, you know, yeah. but yeah, um, we're a great team for the first 40 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Last two weekends, of course, yeah, but uh, but, but yeah, I play sixty. So I guess playing off of that, um, other than playing a full sixty minutes, five games left in the season. Uh, what are you guys looking for as coaches to uh, just kind of round out the season? What are you looking for the boys to do here at the end of the year? Just work hard. You no, know, there's you know I said earlier this season. You know, if you work hard, I'm not going to be upset. And I'll just work hard to the end of the year. I mean, we've got. Injuries galore right now. Obviously, no Griffin ahead tonight. No Ethan coming for the rest of the year. And, you know, no Max Best. But, you know, we make the best of it. Those kids are showing to practice even. Mm-hmm. Coming, hanging out on the bench or whatever. But just work hard. Be there. Um, you know, this this is our, our last week together. For the most part, come, come Sunday, this is our last week together. So, yeah. you know, why not just enjoy it while we're here? And, you know, because the end's coming. Yeah, injuries piling up and there's been that injury bug all season but you can tell the camaraderie and how much these guys actually like each other because like you said you know the guys that aren't playing the rest of the season they're still sticking around they're coming to practice yep. they're supporting uh tyler balserac has been another one where he's technically not been on the roster for a few weeks now but he's been yep. at every game he's been at all these practices yep. so you can tell this is a, a tight-knit group of boys obviously you wish you know yeah. could have could have scored a, a good i could have uh, added up a few more wins throughout the season but Absolutely. you know i think yeah. uh, watching from broad packs broadcaster's perspective i've been pretty proud of what this team's been able to do been have had a good team or had a good time watching them this year uh last point or last question then i'll let you go um penalties within the last three games have been way way down is that anything coming from you guys as coaches or players kind of just not are they making smarter decisions i mean penalties have been way down these last couple of weeks you know what i gotta give that Chaz kenoki a lot of credit you know because last friday we were in milwaukee right yes last friday Chippiest game we had all year. Two penalties. Two. And they didn't and come until the third they period. They were Yeah. Right? So, I mean, that game could have been so out of control. Mm-hmm. With all the things that happened on Saturday, I still give that that official credit as well because he did a great job. Um, but it honestly just comes down to discipline. Yep. You know, some of these kids are more disciplined now. You know, I play a full year. This is something, you know, you get hit high, you whack a kid in the back of the ankles, pound. You know what they're learning from? They're just learning this year. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you got to take that whack, that high whack, and not retaliate. And you can get them back later when you can. But, you know, like back when I was playing, you could fight. You could fight a guy five, 15 minutes, all right, you're back. Yeah. But now it's it's not even worth it anymore. No, definitely not, not worth, worth it. it. You're hurting your team. You're you know a lot of these kids are spending their parents' money, and then if you're 100%. missing games all the time, you probably got your parents <laughs> after you and things like that. So yeah, wow. um, you know, game's different. The game develops just like it does you know at every other level. Yes, but, it has. All right, uh, that's all I got for you. I said two minutes. You gave me five, so I appreciate it, Jonah. <laughs> um, it's a good five minutes. Right yeah, there. good luck against Oregon tonight and Perfect. tomorrow, and then uh, we'll be looking forward to wrapping up things here at home next week. Alrighty, thank you. All right, thanks. That is the assistant coach of the Wausau Riverwolves, Jonah Williams. Don't miss a minute of thrilling Riverwolves hockey this season. Catch all the games streaming live on Hockey TV. Visit HockeyTV.com for more details. And welcome back inside the den for today's Players Only segment. We have a couple of River Wolves forwards. Joining me right now is number 23 out of, what's your hometown again? West Bloomfield, Michigan. Out of uh, West Bloomfield, Michigan, it is number 23, Pavel, ba- Pavel Bakhtin. We've also got uh, number 24, Hayden Shoemake, all the way from San Diego, California. 
Uh, let's start right there because I've been with the Riverwolves for three full seasons, a little bit for, for about four years now. And I don't think we've ever had somebody from as far away as California. We've had a lot of guys from, you know, remote plates of, of uh, places in Canada, um, Arizona, Pennsylvania, but California has got to be the furthest away. So, um, first of all, thank you guys for being here with me this morning. And uh, I want to start right there, Hayden. Um, I don't know a ton of people that grew up playing hockey in California. I know obviously a lot of guys from Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, where hockey's kind of ingrained in our blood here. But uh, tell me a little bit about growing up in California playing hockey. Like, was there a lot of love for hockey out there? How did you really even get into the game? Uh, like, what's the level of play out there? Obviously, the game's growing. There's four professional teams out there, things like that. But as far as the youth level, like, what's it like playing hockey in California? Uh, yeah, well, obviously, it's not as big as Wisconsin and Minnesota. But um, growing up, I started when I was 10 years old. Okay. Um, but there's still, like, a lot of great competition. It was well-known in, at least where I was from, in, like, Escondido area okay. and... Um, like LA and Anaheim um, but the competition was still good there and it was really fun growing up. So do a lot of kids um, I know NA3 obviously has some like western divisions but do a lot of them end up like in the midwest or on the east coast or do most of them stay kind of out west to play juniors or how does that usually end up going out there? Um, there's not a lot of west western teams mainly yeah I don't think there's really that many California junior teams so if you want to go somewhere far, usually you go out east. Sure. Yeah, well, and starting at 10 years old, that's not a very common answer either. I mean, most people that play hockey, especially at a higher level, they start at, you know, four or five years old, whatever that's usually the case. But, I mean, that's uh, good on you starting, you know, later in life and being able to pick it up and play it at a higher level. Um, and then going back, Pablo, you are from right here, you know, uh, Michigan, yeah. uh, um, um, the uh, Midwest uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about your uh, journey? How did you get end up playing for the Riverwolves? Where were you playing before this? Things like that. Um, well, I grew up playing hockey. I was probably on skates before, before I can walk. And um, I don't know, I've just been playing hockey all my life. Um, I usually played locally in Michigan, but uh, this year was the first year I traveled anywhere to play hockey. I went started the season in El Paso, Texas for the Rhinos in the NA3, uh, and then I was traded here on January 10th, my birthday. <laughs> yeah, and that's a perfect, oh, nice, yeah. well, uh, happy very late birthday, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a perfect transition because what I was going to bring up next is you guys both came here, you know, middle of the year, joined this roster, but you seem to fit in, you know, uh, very well here. I know, uh, Pablo, you ran into a bit of an injury at one point not long after you came here, correct? Yeah, I uh, dislocated a joint in my collarbone. Okay, yeah, that's never fun. But uh, other than that, you guys seem to fit in uh, seamlessly here. What have you enjoyed, uh, or maybe, I guess, um, have you seen yourself grow anywhere as a hockey player since joining Wausau here? What's been, like, the biggest difference you've been able to notice in your game? Uh, Hayden, we can start with you. Um, I feel like I've been able to be more confident with the puck, that's for sure. Um use my speed and just really get my head up and look around for good plays well in confidence you know confidence on the ice goes a lot hand in hand with your line mates Pablo's been one of your line mates here uh recently you guys seem to have been working together real well uh, I'm going to touch on that in just a second but same question uh to you what where have you seen even just since January 10th I believe you said yeah. you were traded here right <laughs> even just a couple of months since then uh, where have you seen yourself grow as a, as a player honestly just uh like Hayden said my confidence has been a lot higher since I got here. I've been able to make a lot more plays. Well, and um, Hayden, you especially, I think, since joining, you've 
played on a couple different lines, moved up the roster a little bit. And now I believe you guys were both on, on second line, I believe, uh, or, um, at least as far as my depth chart read the other night. And uh, so, Hayden, was that your first? I believe I saw um, Brown, uh, Nate Brown, pick up the puck after you scored against Rochester last Thursday. Was that your first junior goal or just a first goal as a River Wolf? First as a River Wolf. First as a River Wolf. I thought so because I was going to ask you about your first junior goal and stuff, but then I looked at the stats and you had two goals. <laughs> but uh, that one was actually, it was, it was pretty. For those of you who haven't seen it, it's clipped. You can see it on Twitter or on Instagram by searching Wausau R Wolves. But it's very nice. You set yourself up in front of the, uh, in front of the net, just a few feet out in front of the crease. Uh, actually, your interview partner right here in line mate uh, fed you the puck, per- puck perfectly in front. You found some room under the crossbar. It was just a, a really good-looking goal. Um, but you guys as a line, including Tommy Wraith, uh, you guys have, have seemed to work together really well. Uh, last Thursday, the three of you hooked up for your goal, Hayden, and then just the other night, your only goal against Milwaukee uh, was scored by Tommy, but you each got an assist on it as well. So, um have you guys enjoyed playing playing with each other? How quickly did you kind of fall into place here with your line mates? Well, um, I was also in El Paso too. Okay. So I actually played with Pavel a little bit. Okay. That so as you well. guys know. Okay. So that's kind of a natural fit here. Obviously, Coach Bailey gonna you know be wise to put you together if you got some history and it seems to be working. Obviously, what about Tommy as your as your other line mate? Um, I really like him as a center. He's he works hard, gets the puck out, gets the puck to us. I don't know. We just we work hard during games. It's really working out. Yeah, that's one thing that uh, your assistant coach Joan Williams. Uh, last time I talked to him, he really pointed out like this team works hard now. Like especially when you compare it to maybe rosters in the past or where this team was at the beginning of the year. Like you guys really work hard. You never give up. Never hang your heads. And I think that that was shown um, a lot even back against Rochester. Obviously, Rochester one of the better teams. Extremely tough matchup and stuff, but you go down two nothing really early. All of a sudden, boom! Hayden finds back in the net. You guys are right back in it two to one. It's kind of been the story a little bit throughout the the course of the season. Um, what happened the last two, th- the third periods? I guess the last two game against games against Milwaukee. You guys are right in it, uh, tied, and then things kind of just fell apart in the third period. Is that like, I don't know? Is there? I, from a player's perspective, is there something that you guys, like something tangible that you guys noticed after those games? Did you just not play the full 60, or what kind of happened in those last two games? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think we all felt like we were in it. Maybe we... Oh, definitely felt, in I, it. I, I feel like we had maybe thought we were already in the game, or we had already won the game. So maybe we just didn't try as hard or something. Yeah, that can know. always come back to... Come back to bite you, you know, going into it. Maybe overlooking the third period. I mean, you guys outskated Milwaukee all weekend long. I think y'all played them. Y'all shot them. You got some good goaltending. Um, they did as well. I thought I, it was a fun goaltender battle on, on, on last Saturday, at least for me. I played goalie my whole life, so I watch, I love watching those guys go back and forth. But um, anyway, now you guys uh, go to take on Oregon for your last time playing against them this this year. Um, just a few games left on the season. What would, what would make you guys happy? Um be able to find this season a success uh, throughout those last couple of games? Like, what, what would you guys be? Obviously, outside of, like, a win, a couple wins, what would you guys be satisfied uh, and ready to hang up the skates for the season? Um, Just, like, a personal goal, a team goal. Like, what do you want to accomplish here in the next couple of games? Obviously, I think we want to try and win out. That would be great. Um, we really need to solidify our D zone. I think that's our main thing that we need to focus on. Um, but once we get past that, I think we'll do great. Yeah, um, fair, fair enough. Um, and I know, obviously, you guys got to get ready and get going here quick. So we're going to 
the powers that be want me to ask some uh, quick hitting questions here, so I'll get to those quick. Um, but actually, I've asked this to most of the guys, and I'll ask you too. Uh, one of the last bus rides of the season here. How do you guys usually like to spend your time on the bus? Um, uh, do you guys are you a little bit louder? Are you in- interacting with your teammates? Are you guys kind of keep to yourself? Maybe I don't know. God forbid, read a book or something like that. <laughs> like, how do you guys like to spend your time on the bus? Um, sometimes I just sit in the front, keep to myself, take a nap. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's that's me. That's how I spend it. Hey, for antisocial, you're, you're a pretty good interview so far, so I appreciate that. And Hayden, what about you? Yeah, usually, same thing. Um, I just like to put in my AirPods, listen to music sometimes, yeah. You ever lost a pair of those AirPods, or are you still on your first ones? I have. I lost mine in El Paso, yeah. Nice. So, that's yeah. always my favorite question to ask. Like, somebody <laughs> says there has AirPods, I'm like, what number is that for yeah. you? Yeah. But... Um, all right, well, uh, I'm going to ask these quick-hitting questions, and I'll let you guys uh, get going here as you prepare for the Tradesman. Uh, favorite NHL team? Uh, Los Angeles Kings. Kings? Detroit Red Wings. Red Wings. All right, well, those, <laughs> those answers seem pretty standard. Um, dogs or cats? Can I say both on that one? I, I would. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a both guy in that I'm category as well. So. All right, both across the board. Um, don't know if you'll know this one or not, but which teammate – has the best dance moves. And if you don't know that one, I'm going to create my own question. Which teammate, who's the best Chell player on the team? So you're going to answer either or both questions if you want. Uh, Richard Zupan is the I best was, dance moves. Yep. Dance I was going to say Zupi too, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, sure. so that one's pretty clear cut. Does he uh, let him go in the locker room, let it fly? or no, let... one, one time, he just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> that's all it takes. He, yeah. he was solidified as the best. What about Chell? Who's the best Chell player on the team? Uh, Maybe Casey? Sure. Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, because yeah. last year Casey proclaimed it was him. It was himself, <laughs> and this year Max Best proclaimed that it was that it was him. So maybe Max <laughs> and Casey have to get together for a little showdown here. I think so. Um, Culver's or McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> um, I might go with McDonald's. Yeah, I'm not a big fast food guy, but probably McDonald's. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, you guys gotta love Subway though, right? As hockey players, you gotta love Subway. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, good enough at least. All right, we'll skip through a couple of these. Um, actually, this is a good one. You guys have any pregame rituals? How do you like to get in the zone? Um, I like to stretch a certain way every time before games and then listen to music during that time as well. Maybe play Suey a little bit before that. Sure. Um, on away games, I take showers. I take a nice cold shower. <laughs> before the game? Yeah, right before. Nice. That's that's a new one. I've, I've not heard of that one, but hey, makes total sense, and it's uh, it's less weird than some things a lot of hockey players do. Um, what professional hockey player would you like to have dinner with or meet? Connor McDavid. <laughs> Patrick Laine. All right. Also great answers. Um, we'll do two more. Who who inspires you? It can be outside of the game of hockey as well, and I actually like this to ask this to most guys too, like, who is kind of influential getting you into the game of hockey? So outside of, like, who inspires you, like, who do you have to thank, I guess, uh, being a hockey player here? Um, I'm going to thank my dad on that one because he's just put so much of it in, into me. And then he got me started in it, and ever since, he's just supported me the whole way through. Yeah. He's what's getting me here. Yeah, parents are, are all important in hockey. Like, a lot of money, a lot of sacrifices, a lot of time. So what about you, Paul? Um Probably my brother. Uh, he's like he's five years older than me, so I, I always looked up to him. And he, he grew up playing hockey, too. So I always just wanted to be, be like my brother. So. Nice. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, I had a younger brother, and 
obviously didn't look, look up to him, but I got to watch him uh, throughout the years. He won five state championships wow. growing up, so I got to be proud of that. Uh, I went to state one time, lost. But, uh, yeah, he won five of them. So, yeah, watching brothers play hockey is always awesome. Uh, if you didn't play sport, what, what sport? what's your favorite sport outside of hockey? If you didn't play hockey, what's your sport? Uh, uh, probably soccer. soccer. I, I grew up, I played it for like 10 years, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. So you could probably still get out there and kick the ball around at a pretty yeah. high level. And what about you, California? you got to yeah. have something out under your belt, not just hockey Ooh. being from California. Maybe golfing. I've really been getting into golf. Beautiful. Really. Yeah. Beautiful. Love golf. I thought maybe you'd be a skate kid coming from California or I something I do skate, like too. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Skate, surf, snowboard. Yeah. I've not been surfing, but I'm a big skier, and I love skating. Um, I'm getting too old and, and fat to uh, get any better at skating than I ever, you know, than, than I was before, but I absolutely love skating. So, um, anyway, uh, last, last one in the most important one or most important question. Do you guys consider a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I don't. I don't either. think so. Yeah, I don't think so. All right. Well, there are your hard hitting <laughs> questions. Uh, I guess you can probably be expecting those th- throughout the rest of the uh, podcast episodes here. As again, they were put together by some of our interns and just fun to get to, you know, know the players a little bit more. So, all right, boys, I'm going to let you guys get going. Hop on the bus. Best of luck against Oregon tonight. Thank you. Thank you. That is uh, number 23, Pavel Bakhtin. Number 24, Hayden Shoemaker.